everybody. So this is really fun. We are back. It's been a while since we did a Talking Doctor Who podcast since the end of uh, this last series. And uh, we are really excited to start from the beginning and be talking about the first three episodes of the first season of this new reboot of Doctor Who. And Jonathan is here with me. And I don't know how frequently we're we'll we'll do this and i say we'll do it every week but we'll just clip away at it as best we can and uh so you want to kind of introduce yourself uh jonathan hey my name is jonathan north i'm a huge doctor who fan i had a lot of fun doing the series with rachel when we were watching the most recent season and we thought it would be really fun to talk about the all the seasons starting at the beginning because she's never seen them and i've yeah. seen them multiple times so we thought it would make a fun show and I'm gonna I'm gonna have this on my channel as well but I'm gonna cut it down and make mini episodes out of it we're she's gonna have a long full version podcast and I'm gonna cut it down to little episodes talking about each episode so that'll be really really fun definitely want to check out uh, Jonathan's channel and before we get started on these three episodes, I thought it would be fun just to talk about all that has happened since we last spoke. Uh, and we got the announcement of the 13th Doctor. Uh, and uh, this was pretty uh, you know, revolutionary uh, that we have a, our first female uh, Doctor Who uh, that in this next season. How did you, Jodie Whittaker, how did you feel about this announcement of the new doctor um well i don't really know who jodie whittaker is i know she's like Mm -hmm. a big name over in the uk but i don't think i've ever seen her in anything so i guess i feel kind of like i usually feel because every other announcement of every other doctor i don't know who they are and i i feel like i'm not gonna judge her before i see her performance I, mm-hmm. She looks like she'll be great in the part, but I I don't know enough about her to be able to say whether or not I will like her as a doctor or not. Yeah. Um, my I have a cousin who, we haven't watched all of Doctor Who yet, but she saw the announcement online, and she says that she's seen Jodie Whittaker in, I don't know what, another show from over there. Because she watches even more British TV than I do, and she says she's great. So mm. I'm I'm kind of inclined to be with her. I think that it'll be a good change for the show. Because Doctor Who has always been about change, and everything always changes in the show. Nothing stays the same for too long. And this is just the next step, I think. I think it'll be interesting. Yeah, I think it will be interesting too. Obviously, I'm not as familiar with the history of Doctor Who, but I I, I never saw anything in what I saw that seemed like it was a a really masculine role. Like, people talk about uh, you know, well, are they going to have a, 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 Jane, a Jane Bond instead of James Bond? Uh, and I, I don't think that would work because I do think there are parts of James Bond that are kind of inherently masculine. Uh, about the they, role and i never felt that way about the doctor i don't know yeah i this this is like a totally different situation because james yeah. bond human the doctor is an alien and the doctor completely changes every aspect of his self from time to time right and it's it's been said for years that 
they will sometimes on rare occasions change gender as well. So that's, it's just part of the mythology of the show. And it's just because it hasn't happened to the doctor before doesn't mean it can't happen now. Right, right. Yeah. Um, so yeah, she's famous for uh, a show called Broadchurch uh, that, that uh, people liked a lot. She also did some Black Mirror and some other uh, shows. And so yeah, it'll be interesting to see. I think it's going to be tough. I think people are going to nitpick and you know and analyze every aspect of it kind I, of like with I this can already tell that because every time there's like a news article about next season of doctor who on facebook you'll see the little angry emoji <laughs> underneath like so many people are hitting their they're angry about this even yeah. though the announcement may not have anything to do with the fact that the doctor is a woman now they're just angry about doctor who in general because of this right it's right just so ridiculous yeah, you've seen the same thing with Star Trek Discovery, and it's just like everything is like, you know, an affront to Star Trek and whatever. And I'm just like, oh, give me a break. And uh, so, you know, well, uh, hopefully, hopefully, uh, she will do a good job, and and uh, you know, we'll be able to. It won't just be a publicity stunt, but it'll be a really fun thing. And I know it definitely means something to. Uh, young fans, young girls to see a female Doctor Who. And so it's, it's pretty exciting. Uh, and they did announce her companions. She's going to have companions, I guess, this season. Kind of like there were sort of two companions last season. Uh, mm-hmm. with And they have their announcements are there's going to be Yasmin, played by uh, Mandip Gill, Ryan, played by Tosin Cole, and Graham, played by Bradley Walsh. So she's going to have these three friends that are yeah, going to be like, part yeah, of the I don't new know season. Who any of them are but i liked the look of them i think that yeah. that'll be interesting and i like the fact that there's going to be like a group that, yeah. that'll make the show a lot more different a lot more interesting than it has been in the past because you don't usually get that many people traveling with the doctor at once that usually the max is like two right and it'll be interesting to have three this time yeah yeah, I wonder if they'll kind of go in and out depending on the episode or if they'll all know. three be there. It'll be interesting to find out. Yeah, for sure. Well, we will move on and we will get back to season one. This was pretty exciting to come back. How long had it been since Doctor Who had been off the air when they brought it back? I think that Doctor Who had ended the same year I was born because I, I was born in 86. And I believe it ended that same year. So it had been quite a while. There had been a TV movie in the 90s. I don't remember exactly when that happened. But it was a one-off thing and nothing more came of it. And that was that was the only Doctor Who that aired on TV in that whole time span. Mm. So it was about, was it ni- 19 years? So a long time. Yeah. A long time. A long time because it came back in 2005. Mm. And we had in this uh, reboot, you should say, we had uh, Chris, uh, Christopher Eccleston and, uh, as the doctor and uh, Billy Piper as Rose, the companion. Uh, what do you think about him as the doctor, Christopher Eccleston? I loved him and I wish he wouldn't have left when he did. I wanted more of him. He's, I, I, I love all the new doctors, but he's probably one of my favorites. 
I don't know if it's because he was the first one I saw when the show came back, but I don't know. There was just something about him. I I loved his portrayal of the doctor. He was sort of a kind of darker than past doctors, but I don't know. His, his performance was great. I loved him. Yeah. Yeah, I really did enjoy him in these three episodes also. Very sarcastic. Mm-hmm. And uh, I don't know, just a, a really uh, fun, fun doctor. Didn't take himself too seriously. And uh, so it was a smart choice, I think, to bring him back. He's young. Uh, he's charismatic, uh, as opposed to, say, if they'd gone with Peter Capaldi back then, I don't think it would have worked as well. Mm-hmm. So it was a good choice. So uh, why did he leave? Do you know? I think, I don't remember. I don't remember exactly why, but I feel like I remember like a a news article saying something about he was told that he shouldn't stay too long so he wouldn't start getting typecasted. (laughs) Typecast is the doctor, right? (laughs) Yeah, I don't know. That's really funny. I don't remember it being like some life altering reason. It was just huh. he had yeah. been advised not to stay too long, I think. I'm not Interesting. sure. Yeah. All right. Well, so let's get into this first episode. Uh, we have uh, Rose as the companion, uh, Billy Piper. I guess she'd been like a pop star, I was reading uh in britain yes yeah so which is interesting and so in this first episode basically she's she's work at work and i think it's like a school or something anyway and it's a a what i think it's a department store oh is it okay i forgot that but anyway and she's in the basement and she gets starts the, the mannequins start to come alive and they start to like attack her and uh, it's a pretty creepy scene and she gets saved by this mysterious person well it turns out it's of course the doctor and she has this boyfriend named mickey and they have this friend named clive and clive like looks up all these conspiracy theories about the doctor and who the doctor is and that he's been around throughout all this time and then it ends up that mickey is uh kidnapped by uh, is kidnapped and and he's replaced by this weird creepy plastic version of himself <laughs> and uh the the i guess those are autons yes and uh so then it kind of ends with this this you know battle between the autons the people and uh and rose and the doctor it felt sort of like a classic kind of horror vibe going on i like the i like the horror sort of feeling episodes of dr who i I think that's a lot of fun Mm -hmm. so what did you think about this episode on a whole i really liked it um the autons are from what i've heard they're a classic doctor who villain i don't think i've seen any old episodes with them um and from what I've heard, they not, they're not always shaped like mannequins because they're living plastic, so they can be anything that's plastic. I, I do not know if this is completely true, but I read online someone saying that they were at one point they were dolls and plastic flowers. I'm not sure. I need, I need to find this episode and watch it myself. But Well, they probably I, can be anything. I, I got the impression yeah. they could sort of morph into anybody. Yeah, because basically the 
they're made out of like molten plastic and they can yeah. become anything. Yeah. So I I think that it's a clever villain that it's not something you see anywhere else. Like what other show is going to have yeah. living plastic villains? <laughs> well, and I think it, it really worked as the pilot for this new reboot because they were able to sort of explain who the doctor is, what was going on without it feeling like here's exposition dump, boom, you know, c- kind yeah, of thing. They did a good job with that. Yeah. It felt really natural. And uh, you also got this, sort of sarcasm this witty nature of the doctor uh in just a few scenes he was able to make you know an impact and uh, so yeah i i really enjoyed this episode uh what did you what do you think of rose uh sort of her introduction as a companion and uh in, in this episode i really like rose there are some people who love rose like obsessively love her say she's the best companion ever I don't know that I necessarily feel that way, but I love her anyway. I think she's a great companion. And while I have others that I like more than Rose, she's still way up there. She's one of my favorite companions, probably. I, I love her attitude. I love, I love the people that's around her because like in the old series, you would have companions. They would just come aboard the TARDIS and you'd never hear about their life outside of the TARDIS ever again. But with this new series, you see her family on a semi-regular basis. They'll go home from time to time. And I love her mother. And eventually I love Mickey. I do not love him in this first episode, (laughs) but he has some great character growth coming up. Mm. And I, I just, I love Rose. I love her backstory. I love her family. She's just a great person to build the story around. Yeah. Well, and she was smart and strong without falling into certain cliches. Like she certainly wasn't like the sort of warrior woman, but she also wasn't sort of the ingenue, the sweet, innocent. Like she was, she was mm-hmm. a good, like in between, I think for a female she character. She's a good normal person. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Exactly right. Uh, I agree. I agree. And I, I really did love the plastic Mickey. That that was so creepy. It looked so weird. <laughs> my my one, I don't know. My one beef with the show is that I thought it was really really cheesy when he was eaten by the garbage can and the garbage can belched. I mean, <laughs> it's kind of funny, but, but over it's the so top. <laughs> I just roll my eyes every time it happens. So he survives that then he's yeah, well, yeah 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 that wasn't him at the end or that wasn't the plastic version of him at the end that was actually mickey right okay yeah i don't know it's just like well the idea that she she wouldn't realize that he was this weird plastic version is is ridiculous but like uh but he's i don't know so he's like i don't know creepy. how she didn't see it what's that he, she, he was so shiny i don't know how she didn't yeah. see it he looked so weird. It's like she's going on a date with a, uh, <laughs> a Ken doll. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, that's like. a good that's a good example. That's what he looked like. Yeah, it was funny, uh, <laughs> but I I I enjoyed it. I thought it was uh, it was good, and I, I'm excited because I feel like 
with Stephen Moffat in the last season that we watched together, you know, it was very like twist, 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 and, you know, trying mm -hmm. to create these story arcs and stuff like that. And so I can already tell like in this beginning part that it's more sort of, that it's not trying to manipulate you in that way as much, you know, it's these more standalone yeah. episodes. And, and uh, so I, I, I think I'm going to really enjoy this season even more than the one I've seen. Yeah, I don't, I don't have a problem with Stephen Moffat like you do, but the first four seasons of Doctor Who are by far my favorite. Yeah. Season four is probably my favorite season. I, I really like what Russell T. Davies did with the show. I like how he portrayed the characters. I, I like the dynamic between the characters and the Doctor. I liked how he made the characters have lives outside of the Doctor. Yeah, yeah. I just I love everything that he brought to the show and I miss a lot of that with Stephen Moffat's episodes. I like I said I don't dislike Stephen Moffat, but I liked Russell T. Davies' version of the show a little better. Yeah. Who was the doctor in season four? Um the next one, the tenth doctor, David Tennant. Tennant. Right, right. That was his last season. Okay, cool. All right. Well, so moving on, I I guess what rate what grade would you give the the episode one from between a one to ten? What would you score it? I I should have thought about this in advance. <laughs> um, maybe an eight. Yeah, that's the same with me. I give it an eight. I thought it was really solid, uh, but it it wasn't like my favorite I've ever seen. But it was really solid, a good way to start a new reboot. Okay, so then we have episode two. This was called The End of the World. They go ahead of time. And I am realizing that I prefer the Doctor Who episodes that go back in time more than I like the ones that go ahead in time. Just my I'm personal probably preference. the exact opposite. <laughs> <laughs> this episode is one of my favorite episodes of all time. Oh, uh, yeah? I don't know. It's just a little too... I, I don't know. I, I just, I really, I, cause I loved last in the last season, the thin ice, you know, where they went back mm -hmm. in time and I thought yeah. that one was so good. So I'm yeah. just realizing that that's my preference. I think. <laughs> yeah, um, I can see that. Yeah. So, okay. So this one, they go to year 5 billion and the earth is, is going to be destroyed and the, they have the last pure human and she has like had so many surgeries that she looks like a piece of stretched canvas, literally. Like, uh -huh. and uh, she has to have these like guards come and spray her with this lotion, and uh, it's quite the character, very, very creepy. <laughs> and she she still wants to like. I, I was a little bit confused by her plan, to be honest. So she's like sending out these spiders to like kill people on this space station because she wants to. I don't, I don't think the spiders were initially supposed to kill everyone. I think they were killing a few people. What she was trying to do was manufacture a hostage situation with herself in the middle. And she was going to extort all these people for money. So once these people paid the money to her pretend evil person who was supposedly sending out these robotic spiders... Then she was going to call it off, and then everybody, every, most of the people would be fine in the end. She was just making it seem like someone else was doing this, but she was going to be taking the money from all these people who were going to be in fear for their lives. 
Huh. But she also said at the end that her backup plan, should this have failed, was she bought stock in all of their companies. So they, they were going to get an insurance payout and her stock prices were going to go up and she'd make money even if they all died. Huh, okay. I guess that makes sense. I found it a little confusing. Uh, yeah, in this episode. I had to watch it a couple times before I completely understood it too. Because okay. it is a little bit confusing. Yeah. Yeah, and kind of what she was trying to do. And she wants the money to be able to do more, even more surgeries, right? Partly. And she just wants money because she's greedy. evil and greedy. Yeah. <laughs> so, and then there's this, like, the spiders turn turn off the, like, there's, like, these shields the, to, the, to the sun. So the sun has basically expanded exponentially and it's about it's basically about to swallow the earth and they're sort of orbiting the earth right now so the sun is like right there so these shields are protecting the space station from being obliterated by the heat of the sun so she's turning them off in places so that they'll maybe kill a couple people and cause massive damage so that it'll freak everybody out in the space station and then she can manipulate them i guess yeah. if they're yeah. if they're you know in chaos yeah well, yeah getting captured basically and kind of. I, she's trapped in a room yeah she's trapped in the room and so like the doctor has to uh figure all this out figure out what cassandra is her name the stretched lady what her plan is and he has to save rose and uh, all of this uh, before earth gets destroyed and they're all there to watch the final des des destruction of earth and uh basically like in the end uh he ends up bringing back the shields and uh turning back the shields but she cassandra gets like exposed to the radiation and she doesn't have her moisturizer and so she like ends up uh ends up she can't take Dry, it drying up and dying drying up yeah floating, sort of so that was pretty weird and uh so you already said you really like this episode what do you especially like about it so much i love all the variations of the aliens that they designed uh -huh. i think the face of Bo is a great design. I mm -hmm. liked the mocks of Balhoon. I loved the forest of Cheem, and I wish that they would come back. They're like one of my top wished-for alien species to return. I really want to know more about the forest of Cheem. I want him to go to whatever planet they moved to and just see their culture. I liked Jabe. I wish he hadn't died. Yeah. I, don't know. I, 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 love, I love the idea of trees becoming human-like it's just such a cool idea yeah yeah that was cool yeah she was good i liked her too i also really liked cassandra's misinformation about earth's history i loved her description of the ostrich how it had a 50-foot wingspan and breathed fire and i loved <laughs> i loved that she brought up this old jukebox and said that it was called an ipod yeah yeah she wanted to play some classical music from earth's past but it was like britney yeah. spears toxic yeah 
<laughs> it was so funny. That's one of my favorite parts. I think if they played Tainted Love and Toxic, it was so funny. It's a lot of really cool elements. I, I guess I was just kind of confused. So it was a little bit harder for me to sort of enjoy, enjoy it as much. But, um, but I did like it. It was good. And I, I liked uh, the doctor. He was really you know, fun in, in the episode. He had to think quickly on his feet and in order to save Rose. And uh, yeah, it was definitely very creative and very creepy and weird. And oh man, that stretched out. I mean, that was cool. It was very creepy. <laughs> yeah, I, I liked Cassandra as a villain. She is so, I, I like horrible and hilarious people. Mm. So I really liked her. She's awful, but she's funny. So right, right. Probably one of my favorite villains. Yeah, she was definitely very unique. That's for sure. So I can see why. Uh, yeah, so this one for me, I would say this one is more like a, since I did think it was kind of confusing, I, I would give this more like a, like a 6.5 for me, but you're going to have it way higher, I'm sure. I'm probably just going to give it a 10 because this is one of my favorite episodes. Yeah. I, cool. I, there, were, there were probably like a few problems here and there, but I liked it. And I, yeah. this is one of my favorite episodes. It's one that I always want to watch with people. So yeah, cool. Yeah. Great. So let's move on to episode three. So this one, I loved this episode. I thought it was so fun. Uh, the, the, this is one where they go back in time. And I forgot to mention, so the, this episode two is called The End of the World, and episode three is called The Unquiet Dead, which is a, a very good title. And I, in this one, they go back in time to 1869, the doctor and Rose, and they go back to this funeral parlor. And there is this man who runs the funeral parlor, and he has this servant who is a uh, medium kind of a clairvoyant and there's basically like this this mysterious sort of uh vapor uh, steam whatever you want to call it uh that uh is sort of turning these dead bodies into into sort of corp zombies kind of basically basically yeah and uh there's this connection between this servant uh woman and the zombies and everything like that and uh, so end up meeting Charles Dickens. <laughs> and so it becomes, uh, so they, they kidnap, these people kidnap Rose. And so then the doctor and Charles Dickens end up like kind of hunting down uh, Rose and trying to figure everything out. And there's lots of sort of, uh, I loved how they were, they were both Rose and the doctor were both sort of fan fanboying out over Charles Dickens or like, Ooh, what did you think about? Uh, I don't know. I can't remember the old curiosity shop or when, when did you write that? And what, you know, what were you thinking there? And uh, that was so fun. I thought I loved uh, the actor who uh, played Charles Dickens. I thought he was great. And this is on the, the, uh, the inaugural sort of uh, run of, christmas carol and it just had come out so this is probably i would think a christmas episode of some kind and i i really liked uh, i really liked everything involving charles dickens it's simon callow was the actor who played charles dickens he was great i thought and uh it ends up that basically this lady gwyneth ends up kind of sacrificing herself 
because she's this bridge between the afterlife and and these zombies or whatever and they find out that these zombies can't handle gas and so she ends up becoming this sort of bridge with the gas and the fire and uh anyway and this is able to get rid of the the zombies and i just loved it i thought this was so entertaining i loved all the dialogue i loved everything with charles dickens because i love dickens and and i really liked uh the horror elements with the zombies and with the you know i thought it was sort of creepy and and i don't know i just thought it was so entertaining i had a huge smile on my face watching it okay so i think you might have been confused on a little bit of it they're not from the afterlife. They're not like actually coming back from the dead. The, the vapor, the gas, those are, the gas is actually creatures from another planet. The gout. Okay, that's right. So there was, okay. there was like, uh, they she's call it like a, a bridge. Like she's like, yeah. she connects the two. That's what I, I meant. Yeah, okay. there's, there's like a rift in time and space it's like a wormhole basically okay. a very small wormhole and they're leaking through this wormhole so wherever they're from they're made of gas and i it sounded like maybe they'd had bodies at one point but their bodies had been destroyed they say in the war which i'm thinking is the time war i'm pretty sure it's the time war oh okay where the doctor has fought in the past and okay so i misunderstood that i thought it was a Okay. I didn't realize that it was to another planet, not to, or I forgot. That makes sense. Yeah. Basically, okay. it's sort of a science fiction explanation of ghosts. Right. Which I think, I feel like they've done similar things with other creatures. Like they have one that's witches. They have a werewolf, um, vampires. So they, they like to take an old myth or magic type thing and put a science fiction twist on it and i think this is one of my favorites when they do that because i loved the idea that ghosts are actually gas aliens from uh -huh. another world it's such a it's such yeah. an interesting idea and, and i love the execution of it i think yeah. they did job with this it really is and they did a good job sort of creating tension and like i said bringing in some of those sort of horror elements into the story into the story and uh i don't know i just i just loved everything with charles dickens i thought it was so fun and uh you know you get to see him kind of very excited about christmas carol mm -hmm. and uh, <laughs> and i don't know i just i was really i thought it was really entertaining i liked all the performances yeah and they got some great actors for this yes yeah and uh, i guess it actually aired in april it's interesting because it definitely feels almost like a christmas episode yeah i i noticed that when i watched it last night i thought they really could have maybe saved this for a christmas special yeah um i don't know and i just like i guess i'm a sucker for period piece stuff in general and it almost reminded me a little bit of uh, like Pride and Prejudice and Zombies, which is something that I actually really enjoyed. And he got really harshly criticized uh, in the reviews, but I thought it was really fun, this sort of mashup of something that was sort of classic 
uh, you know, Jane Austen with like zombies and, 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 uh, these, you know, girls that I love Lizzie and, and Jane and everybody like killing zombies and being tough and kick butt and everything. And so I, I kind of, I felt a little bit like that, you know, so it was Charles Dickens and, and, uh, and sort of the proper and prim of, a a period of period piece matched with zombies and Doctor Who and everything else. And, and so I think I got yeah. that same kind of enjoyment. What score out of like one to 10, why would you rank this? How would you rank this episode? I would probably give it somewhere between eight and nine, probably. Uh-huh. Yeah. I'm going to give this one a 9.5. This may be my favorite episode I've seen so far. I really liked it. Uh, I, I haven't seen enough to say that this was a perfect episode. But I thought it was darn entertaining. I really enjoyed yeah. it. So, uh, it's so one yeah. of my favorite, favorites of the period pieces. Yeah, I bet. So that is the first three episodes of Doctor Who season one. And we will you know, try. It's going to be crazy the next couple of months. But we'll try to you know, get together as soon as we can to, to talk about four, five, and six. And uh, that will be great. And so where can people find you? Um, you can find me on Twitter at John J North. I have a YouTube channel. It doesn't have a set link, but I'm sure Rachel will link it in the description. Yeah, I will. Um, I have Facebook, Tumblr. You can find all that on my channel too, but Twitter and YouTube are probably the best places to look for me. Yeah, I'll have all that information in the description section. So you can find this podcast on iTunes now, uh, Rachel's Reviews, and uh, you can follow me on Twitter and uh, all the social media at Smiling LDS Girl. I'll have links for all that down below. And uh, so thanks so much. We also are up and running with my Hallmarkies podcast, and the countdown, Christmas countdown, starts this weekend, which is crazy but so fun so you want to check that out as well and uh thanks so much for joining me to talk about this This is going to be a fun little journey that we're we're probably going to be doing for the next like 10 years of our life (laughs) it's gonna take forever (laughs) Uh, it probably won't take that long but a good long series yeah (laughs) but it'll be a lot of fun so thanks so much and uh we will uh yeah we'll talk uh again soon okay bye